0: It's time for the truth. Will you join me in the study of the precious Word of God that we may come to know and come to grow in the Lord Jesus? So glad that you've joined us today. We're in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to begin reading with the 11th verse today. Matthew chapter 4, verse 11. And while you're looking that up, I'd like to share with you that this program is brought to you by the folks at Parkview Bible Church. We're located over in Hamilton, Illinois at 18th and Church Street. We're just one block north of the Dairy Queen, and I'm the pastor, Larry Mulch. If you'd like to write to us, our mailing address is... Parkview Parkview Bible Church, Post Office Box 43, Hamilton, Illinois, 62341. If you'd like to call, our phone number here is 217-847-2717. If you'd like to check our email, our, our website out, it's www.parkviewbiblechurch.org. That's our website, and www.parkviewbiblechurch.org, and then our our Email address is ParkviewBible at gmail dot com or ParkviewBibleChurch at gmail dot com. And if you do respond to the, you know, let us know that you're born again. Let us know that you're enjoying the uh, the radio programs. We do not. Um, uh, hound you in any way uh, we love to hear from you and and we we um, unless you request we do not respond back because i just appreciate hearing from you and i know sometimes once you have written to someone or or notified someone by an email why then you get on the list and uh, that's not going to happen here because we just love to hear from you and are glad that you're enjoying the uh, the the precious word of god so it's a joy to uh, to be together and to enjoy the Word of God, and so please, uh, we'll begin now in reading Matthew chapter 4, verse 11. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast in the border of, Nephtali, of uh, Zebulun and Nephtali, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and Nephtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee the Gentile of the Gentiles. And the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. For that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we start. Father, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to to once again come together with these wonderful folks to hear the Word of God. Please that you would just guide and lead every word, and it, it would go forth with the power of the Spirit, that it'll bring the hearts to you, that they will learn of you, that the Word of God will convict their hearts and show them that they they need to be born again, they need to be saved. Thank you, Father, that, that you bring salvation to the whosoever will. And then, Father, just the growth. We all need to grow closer to you, and so just guide and lead us, Father, each and every day. Just, just take your precious word, apply it to our hearts, and and I ask that we listen and that we accept it and the joy will begin in serving you and praising you. And so, please, dear Lord, just guide and lead us now, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we find the temptations, uh, the, the the initial temptation. Don't think for a second that that devil just lays down and quits, uh, because he doesn't. But the the ones that were listed here, uh, they are are finished. Uh, again, as we talked last time, why uh, the devil did not uh, lose any of his momentum? Uh, he uh, the uh, the. T- First temptation was uh, to appeal to the lust of the flesh. The second was the pride of life, and the third was just a plain, right-out denial that that you do not, uh, you know, uh, you're going to violate the law of God. Uh, and and it was a an outright uh, lie that that devil went for. And so we find that he said, "Enough is enough," and the first two times why he quoted scripture, but the third time he just told that old devil to leave. And we need to understand that, that, that God desires much more uh, to care for us than we ever think about, nor that we care for him, and that's a very sad statement. But our God loves us. He wants to care for us. All we need to do is come by faith to the Lord Jesus and begin that wonderful, wonderful walk. And I've got a text back here all the way back in Genesis that I want to take a minute to to look at. And it's concerning Abraham. And, and I think it's a lesson that, that, that we need to be reminded of. I go back to it uh, often. And we're in Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14, and it begins with the 17th verse, and, and it's, it's concerning the uh, uh, Lot being uh, 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 taken as a prisoner. And we find that Abraham goes after uh, uh, Lot, and then comes back. And when he comes back, why the king of Sodom went out to meet him after he returned, uh, after the return from the slaughter of Chedorlaomer. Now, what that uh, is, is again there. There was Abraham uh, when he heard that Lot had been taken. The only reason Lot had been taken is because he was somewhere where he wasn't supposed to be. And that's the disappointing thing, is because Lot seemed like that he had one eye on the world all the time, even though the Scripture's very clear that Lot was saved. Now, a lot of people question that. I do not. I think the word is very clear that Lot was a child of God, but he was sure backslidden, and he lost an awful lot of blessings that he could have had, and especially walking with such a godly man as Abraham. He should have learned instead of that why he, he did not learn. And so, anyway, we find now that, that, that Abraham arms his servants. They go after him, and God gave him the victory over all these kings. And now we're returning, and that's where I started to read here in this 17th verse of chapter 14. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Lamor. And the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheba, which is the king's dale, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. And the king king of of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the persons, and take the goods to thyself. Now, see, that's common, because when you're the victor, you get the spoil. And he said, Thank you, give me my citizens back, give me my people back. But as far as the, the, the goods that, that, that you've taken, um, they're really yours. And so the king of Sodom, and you imagine someone so wicked, and yet he was willing to do right with Abraham here. Well, let's, let's back up just a little bit before that here, because when the king of Sodom went out to meet him, we find that Melchizedek, king of Salem, was there first, and he came and refreshed Abraham, brought bread and wine, and of course uh, the the Lord's Supper that we have, the, the bread speaks, speaks of the broken uh, uh, body of the Lord Jesus. Not one bone was broken, but he sure was, was brutally abused and beaten. And then the wine, of course, uh, the the juice that we have always represents the shedding of blood, and there's no remission of sins without the shedding of blood. So we have that picture here, and Melchizedek tells us in Hebrews that he has no beginning and no end. I believe without question that this is a pre-incarnate Christ. I think Jesus came down here and and ministered unto that, and look at that, King of Salem, brought forth wine and a priest of the Most High God. And so there's just many things here. Now, you may disagree. This may be a, a literal man that served God, uh, and that's, that's fine. But I believe that it was the pre-incarnate Christ came down to minister to Abraham after this battle. And so now we come back to where we were. Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. Well, Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the Possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even a shoe latch, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abraham rich, save only that which is the young man have eaten and the portion of the men that went with me. And then he lists those men, let them take their portion. And so what a joy it is to see it. And now verse 1, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Who is going to make uh, uh, Abraham rich? God is going to make him rich if he chooses to not man. And he was not going to give the king of Sodom bragging rights about what I have done for Abraham. We need to learn from that. Don't worry about the world. It's so important that what we do comes from God. And see, that old devil back here in Matthew, you know, he desired to make Jesus rich. And he was talking to the Son of God. And it is, you know, each, each time there, uh, you know, again, the devil takes him up to exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kings of the world and the glory, all these things I will give thee. Well, he was given something that wasn't his to give because God already owned him. And each one of these times of temptation we find that Abraham himself, and that's the reason I love reading that, he said, you take it. Now, how simple would it have been? And there wouldn't have been anything that was the common way. If you, if you had the victory, you got the spoils. But he said, I don't want them because I don't want for anyone, and especially the king of Sodom, to mention or to say that, that you have made me rich. God has taken care of that, and so I think that's a wonderful story. I hope that you enjoyed it, and it just kind of uh, a, a part that that sometimes we we uh, uh, we forget who is the one that blesses us, and don't think you have to depend and finagle and connive to get things from the world because God is so good and God takes so good care, and so please come by faith to Him and be saved, be born again, and then begin to enjoy the wonderful benefits. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him to depart as a to or retire, uh, 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 you know, it... Uh, uh, it, it's a wonderful thing here as we look, and 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 we're we're getting here down into the twelfth verse because that's where that word depart is at. He departed to Galilee. Well, Jesus didn't re, didn't depart because he was afraid or was forced to. Uh, he just simply left, simply withdrew, as the scripture tells us. Now we have a. Uh, Uh, A scripture verse here in the Gospel of John. And so as we look at that 12th verse, now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. Now with uh, joining in verse 11 and verse 12, let's go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, and we uh, uh, begin now with the uh, Uh, the the nineteenth verse, and we're going to read down through verse twenty-seven, and it it gives us a little better example here or a little information of John. And so, John chapter uh, one, verse nineteen, and this is the record of John. When the Jews sent uh, priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, "Who art thou?" He confessed and denied not, but confessed, "I am not." the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elijah? And he said, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he said, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? And he said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as saith the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees, and they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elijah, neither that prophet? And John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you, whom ye know not. He it is whom come after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latch I am not worthy to unloose. And so we see that we get a little bit of information again about John the Baptist and the questions they had. And so it's so important that we understand as as this uh, decision is made, to 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 leave and we got the record here heard that John the Baptist was cast into prison and so he is out preaching the word of God, but they questioned who he was. They wanted to know, uh, you know, who are you? Are you this prophet? Are you the the Messiah? Are you Elijah? And um, the answer, of course, each time was no. He was the forerunner to come, as Christ was about to be, Jesus was about to begin his ministry. Now. As we come here, then the devil leaveth him, and behold, the angels came. Now, if we back up to verse 10, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. We need to understand that, that our power as a believer comes through and by the precious Word of God. The Holy Spirit takes the Word of God, applies it to our heart, strengthens us, gives us great wisdom, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, what a wonderful verse of Scripture. The word of God is sharp and powerful and, 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 and is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The devil hates the light. Now, again, the reason we kind of jumped ahead just a little bit to talk about the Lord Jesus, he didn't leave out of fear. He didn't leave because he was so exhausted he knew one more temptation of the devil and he'd be done. He didn't do that at all. What he did was he he was about to begin his public ministry but the devil hates light the devil flees from the light and the light I'm talking about the Lord Jesus he is the god of darkness he worked his uh, his works are works of darkness he is the author of death the wages of sin is death his death tempting of Eve and of, of, uh, of Adam brought sin into mankind. He is the, the reason for death because we were separated from our God and brought physical death to us, and brought worse than that was a spiritual death that was brought to us. Therefore, he fears the light. The devil fears the light of God. Now, we're going to go back to Psalms the 119th chapter, and we've got many verses of Scripture here in this wonderful book that that will help us to see the power of God, Psalms 119, verses 105, Psalms 119, 105, 105, the word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light into my path. These are just scripture verses, wonderful words of God that should secure us and and build us up. 130, 130 should be maybe on the same page of Scripture. The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. What a joy! that I can look to the word of God and and get great joy and wisdom and understanding and strengthen. He giveth understanding unto the simple. Oh, that gives me hope. What a wonderful scripture verse. Back to 89, the same chapter, chapter 119 of Psalms, "'Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven.'" It's unchanging. Everything of this world changes. Anything that's earthy, anything that we have changes. It deteriorates, it rusts away, it changes, and and with the Word of God, it is settled in heaven. It is finished right now. Wonderful, wonderful scriptures. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. I hope you have the opportunity to have your Bible out and looking these up. I know many of you are on your way to church, and I'm sure glad that you listen. But it is a joy if you can sit down and, and study it. You can always go to the website. Uh, the ParkviewBibleChurch.org and this study is there. Just go to the study of Matthew and you'll find the uh, the date and you can uh, listen to it. You can download it, whatever you want to do. Uh, if you've missed part of it, but that's an opportunity for you to uh, enjoy it again if you like. Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve, again. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We've just read that, but it's worthy of reading it again. Piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What a joy to have those scripture verses before us. We have uh, many things that are that are listed here uh, that... That are not told. It says here in verse twelve. Now, when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, well, we have some further information here a little bit about this, and we find that in Matthew chapter fourteen. And so, here is is um, uh, the the murder of of. Of John the Baptist, but it gives us a little bit of information of what is going on here. And chapter 14, verse 1, this is of Matthew. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus and said unto his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead." and therefore mighty works is shown forth themselves in him for herod had laid hold on john and bound him and put him in prison for herod's sake his brother philip's wife for john said unto him it is not lawful for thee to have her and when he would have put him to death He feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was kept, and the daughter of Herodus danced before them and pleased Herod, whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatever she would ask. And she, being before instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John the Baptist's head in a charger. And the king was sorry. Nevertheless, for the oath's sake, and them that sat with him at meat, he commanded it to be given her. And he sent and beheaded John in the prison. And his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took up the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. And so that's just a little bit of of, uh, background for us of of what actually took place. And, And so here with Jesus, we find now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed to Galilee. That's back in the fourth chapter of Matthew, verse 12. So we find at this time, without question, that the, the, the work is beginning. And so we find in verse 17 of the fourth chapter of Matthew, from that time Jesus began to preach. Well, let's go to Mark. Matthew, Mark, and in Mark chapter 1, I hope that you again have the opportunity for your Bible to be open and enjoy this. The 14th and 15th verse. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye therefore, uh, repent, ye, and believe the gospel. The death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Let's see what the The book of Luke has to say, same uh, uh, the fourth chapter, verse 14 and 15. Luke chapter 4, verse 14 and 15. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. So we find that the ministry is really underway. Uh, we look and, and find here in Matthew, and again, uh, some of the of the writers of the Gospels, they were led in, in, in this direction to, to record this by the Spirit of God and read into another direction, uh, headed another direction with one of the other Gospel writers. But... But none are wrong, and and they do not contradict each other. But we do have several events that took place between the temptation in the wilderness and the arrest of John. And so we're going to go to the Gospel of John and look at some of those. As always, the time just moves so quickly for us. But we're going to begin with John chapter 1, verse 29. John 1, 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me, and I knew him not. But that he should be made manifest to Israel, be therefore I am come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And again, this has taken place between the temptation of uh, the Lord Jesus in the wilderness and the arrest of John. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water. I'm into uh, verse 33 now in John chapter 1. And the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. And again, the next day, after John stood, and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus, he said, uh, As he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And two of his disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following, and said unto them, What seek ye? And they said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, Uh, Where dwellest thou? And he said, Come and see. And they came and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two of which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And the first findeth his brother Simon, and said unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is being interpreted a stone. And the day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee, findeth Philip, and said unto him, Follow me. Now Philip, that was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael and said unto him We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph and Nathanael said unto him Can thou can there be any good thing out of Nazareth and Philip said unto him Come and see and Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith Behold an Israelite indeed in whom I is no guile Nathanael said unto him Whence comest thou Jesus answered before that Philip calleth me and when thou wast under the fig tree I saw thee it just we got two more verses of scripture but my dear friend as always we're out of time so we'll start there next week my dear friend what are you going to do about Jesus